0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Superhero Discussions. My name is Travis Hines, Travis underscore 156 on Twitter. And today we have a solo episode here, folks. uh, I'm talking about Spectacular Spider-Man Season 1, Episode 20 and Season 1, Episode 21. Identity Crisis and um, uh, Accomplices are the two episodes I'm talking about. Uh, A fun uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home type uh feel to Identity Crisis for a little bit anyway, some of it, and we got a cool, uh, crazy episode in Accomplices where people are one-upping each other at every turn. It's quite a fun thing. Uh Before I get into that, obviously I have to do the network plugs, but before I get into the network plugs, I'm going to give you a little breakdown on what will be going on and why. I'm doing two episodes in this, reviewing two episodes this week. I want to push to get the spectacular spider-man finished before the end of july when harley quinn is starting up because i don't really want to put this on pause again to cover something like i did with young justice because i don't want the multiple pauses and as this is on netflix now i feel like i may as well finish this off so i will be doing two two and three i think for the final three weeks but don't worry there's also green green lantern beware my power that has uh, that's coming out soon, so check out that. That'll be a special review. I think I might be able to get access to that early, so um, you will probably hear that review earlier than you would think. So I hope I'm hoping to get that out maybe by the end of this weekend. Uh, hopefully, sometime to start next. Uh, so yeah, look for that and the Harley Quinn season three trailer. We talked about that on DC Alliance uh, on Monday night's episode but just a little couple of tidbits i love everything about nightwing super excited to see him here because we get a lot of him and it's been a while i would love to see him a lot. in live action dceu as well we only get him in titans and the season last season was such a misstep who knows i, I will be watching the the fourth season i will give it a try um but, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing the Bat family. Joy, Harley, and Ivy, Like their team. It looks like Ivy is going to go off the deep end a little bit with power, trying to terraform Gotham and, and just take back the Earth. So we're going to get a little bit of that. And the big thing is it seemed like they were traveling through universe, through universes, and we got what looked like the Batman the Animated Series. They were falling into that Earth. So I would love to see. I don't know if they just will fall through that Earth to another Earth. That would suck if we just see them because there was a thing about the iconic lightning. I'm hoping that, no, we get them actually appearing and we get Kevin Conroy, but that would be awesome. There's so many like crazy things you could do like that. Like I said, I think the DC animated universe is so vast. I think crossovers and old properties teaming up with other properties is definitely a way to go. I would love to see Young Justice come through to the DC animated Timverse universe at some point and have them deal with something together that would be an incredible movie or miniseries event. So I'm always like loving... Uh, that sort of thing, if that can possibly happen. So yeah, there is a potential Batman the Animated Series uh, Earth visit. I I think that's what I put my money on early just seeing that trailer. But that show comes out at the end of July. So don't worry. We will be covering that episode by episode. I'm not sure yet. I don't know if I will wait until Wednesday. I haven't talked to Snell about possibly releasing uh, superhero discussions episodes on the weekend where Harley Quinn comes out early like well not early well thursday i don't really want to wait until the following wednesday for something to come out when the new episode comes out the following day so i'll talk to him about that so who knows there may be a like uh superhero discussions may take a special like uh, couple weeks of being on a different day i have like i said i haven't or it could just be i'm with who knows i haven't like i haven't approached him about that yet I'm just letting you guys know a little behind the current peak about that um yeah, so I'm excited to talk about that show and we'll get into that show. But obviously, we have Spectacular Spider-Man here. We're gonna finish this off. It's a fantastic show. But before I get into all that, I'm gonna finally get the network plugged in away. We are part of the Geek Off Alliance with eight shows in total. On Mondays is Ranger Alliance with Clay and rotating guest hosts of Jake and Joe. I know Jake and Clay talked about the Pink Ranger this week. So that was a Ranger Alliance week and that rotates bi weekly with Slice of Film, with Katie and guest host Mark and Sarah, guest co-host Mark and Sarah, where they take a look at new movies and old movies and everything in between. I know they looked at Elvis, was their last, the new Elvis movie was their last episode that they did. Uh, And they've also done Top Gun. They they, they really, and they did the old Top Gun as well. So you get all the new movies there. It's great great podcast. On Tuesdays, is DC Alliance with myself and Clay. We got you covered on Anything and Everything DC. DC is making an appearance at, at San Diego Comic-Con. One note about San Diego Comic-Con as well, Marvel is having an animation panel. So I will talk about some of the news there. And who knows, maybe I might show up on another show to talk about some of the animated news that drops from SDCC. Because not only does Marvel have what they're doing on Disney+, Plus, that we also have Sony's Marvel of... Uh, into the Spider Verse sequel, so you know there could be some tidbits about that as well. I, I I don't know. I I just know that there's Marvel animated panel. I'm excited about that. I don't. I haven't heard anything about anything DC animation. Obviously, Harley Quinn's gonna be there because of when the show. But we've got the season trailer for that. And the only thing I'm seeing lately from them. And the news is essentially just stuff like, we would like to do this going forward. We would like to try some of these things. So yeah, who knows? We may get some, we will get some Marvel updates. I think there's going to be some X-Men, the animated series continuation, like the next season that we're getting on Disney+. Plus. I think there's going to be some of that in there. I don't know if we, we will get a like teaser or anything, but oh boy, it could be, it could be a big day for animation. So yeah, we will cover that. And like I said, beware Green Lantern, beware my power. That will be covered as well. At some point, so you'll get all that fun stuff, listeners. On Thursdays is Star Wars Alliance with Katie and Clay. They get you covered on anything and everything Star Wars. On Fridays is Marvel Alliance with chris and Brandt. They get you covered on anything and everything Marvel. Obviously, Thor: Lo- uh, Love and Thunder uh, was their most recent episode where they reviewed that. I have not listened to that episode because I have not got a chance to watch the movie yet. I had the in, that's in last week. I still haven't. I'm behind on The Boys. I had the season finale of The Boys to watch. I have uh Miss Marple I'm one episode behind, and I have Thor: Love and Thunder. None of these things I have watched yet. I I came in from a family reunion on Sunday. Friday, the internet was down. Uh, we only have two main service providers for internet, and Rogers was down across all Canada. I had Rogers it I could not watch the boys, so that sucked. Then I went for a family reunion type weekend. Not my family, but still had to went. It was a fun time, and then I came in Sunday, really drained, and. Monday, I have my first day at work, so I've been a little in Las in Monday night, so that was not not a go of me being able to lock myself away to watch a couple hours of television. So hope I'm hoping to get at that tomorrow. Fingers crossed before ice hockey. So yeah, I, I'm excited to listen to their Thor Love and Thunder review, and obviously they've been killing it with Miss Marvel as well. I, I just. The guys have a great show there, and I love Miss Marvel. I can't wait to catch up, hopefully watch uh maybe two episodes back-to-back. I don't know. I'm dodging spoilers like The Matrix here. So, yeah. And on Saturdays, bi-weekly is a walk through the multiverse with Joe. Joe has gone back to bi-weekly now after finishing off a fantastic season of The Boys. Like I said, still haven't listened to his final episode because I haven't got a chance to watch the final episode of The Boys, but I'm sure it's fantastic. I think he had Chris Belga uh, to join him. To talk about that fantastic show. I'm not sure if there's anyone else on there. I just know that Chris acknowledged in the GUA chat that he was going to be there. Um, and Sunday's monthly is World's Finest True Believers with Chris Balga. That's where Chris and I guess take a look at a comic of a guest choice. Um, great comics, great selections, great backlog of fantastic episodes i've been on there five times in the backlog catalog uh, talking about all the episodes of injustice all the episodes look all the years of injustice i sometimes do that it's just in my brain even though like a comic run and sometimes i think issues as episodes as i'll i'll say that sometimes but yeah check check that out uh, we have great shows on the network dc alliance goes live on the geek vs. youtube channel mondays at 9 p.m eastern time Marvel Alliance goes live on the Geek vs. YouTube channel Thursdays at 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And Star Wars goes live on the Geek vs. YouTube channel Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All three of those shows also have their own podcast feeds. Search Marvel Alliance, DC Alliance, and Star Wars Alliance for Marvel content, DC content, and Star Wars content. But if you want all the shows, stay subscribed to the Geek Ultimate Alliance on your podcast app of choice. We have a Patreon as well. Two tiers, a dollar tier and a $5 tier. The dollar tier is basically our tip jar. You like what we're doing. You want to help us out any way you can. And the $5 tier is where you get your extras. You get your ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, and Patreon-exclusive episodes. We've been putting up a lot more Patreon exclusives. I know Clay has started his journey through Game of Thrones, reviewing that. Um I know Well, I'll also chris and brent have their marble we can watch this all day mcu rewatch conveniently timed they have thor dropping as well while thor love and thunder is going out so that's a nice nice timing by you guys very 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 good tip of the cap there or wiser's gentleman clap we have katie going through star wars comics with her husband we have clay and snell doing the batman 89 we have joe's multiverse minutes and my top five uh lists but besides all that myself and joe got together and yeah, just going to put that out there one more time. I asked listeners, I asked the co-hosts of DC Alliance multiple times to join me on that. So it wasn't a little bit more of a dibby down around the idea, but myself and Joe are going through the uh, backlog and the history of DC on film. So we've already put the first episode up on Patreon. The plan is for us to do biweekly, uh, at least two episodes a month to release. And we're going to go through. I thought I had the list, but listeners Joe really gave me the list. Some things I know. One thing we're planning, hopefully, if I can get it, is uh, a Wonder Woman made for TV pilot in 1974, and the other Wonder Woman premiere pilot episode that they made into a made for TV type thing. We're going to just talk about both of those. Uh, maybe we'll do both of those at the same time and just talk about the differences and what we enjoyed did between the two. I have a we have a 100% locked out. What exactly? But we have a big list, swap things on there. There's a lot of old DC movies I'm excited to check out. And yeah, uh, I, I, there's some I have never checked out. Like, spoiler spoiler behind the curtain, I've never seen V for Vendetta. So when we get to that, that's going to be like super, super, super cool for me because I have never had that. And there's some people that really, really, really love that movie. So I'm really interested to check it out. It's not that old. But even Batman sixty six, there was a lot of moments in that film I adored. I adored. So it was a great discussion, and that's a new Patreon show. But if you can't be a patron, we uh, we thank you for just listening. If you could take thirty to sixty seconds to rate review the show on your podcast app of choice, that would be greatly appreciated. The reviews really help us in the algorithm, and more people see the show is better for us and better for you guys because the quality equals up. Well, I like to think so anyway. So that is all the G way paperwork plus the. Uh, superhero discussions. What is happening going forward? Discussion that was before the network plugs was so not quite a twelve minute intro. It is what it isn't. It wasn't quite twelve minutes on the network plugs or anything. But we have some spectacular Spider-Man to discuss, and I'm excited because, like I said before, I may have even talked about this episode before No Way Home came out. I don't know if I re- review this in. Uh, in, in it's entirely i may have discussed about it uh things that i thought was cool and very similar but this episode is identity crisis like i said uh like we talked about in previous episode venom bursts in and gives up peter's identity to uh, the daily bugle that he is spider-man and we open right off the bat with ned Leeds interviewing peter and i thought this was so cool uh they don't think he's spider-man but they do have uh, a story ready to go just in case they kind of confirm it, which I like that. That's actually rational thinking. And we go right to Ned interviewing <clears throat> people in Peter's live life, live, live people's life, like asking him if they could be Spider-Man. And I'm pretty sure first up is Norman Osborn. And he's like, yeah, no, very subtly. No. And you could think like he'd be pretty pissed. Uh, I, 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 I don't think I can say it. I can. I, 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 Listeners, we don't think Harry. I I can't. I, I don't think that was revealed. It's me. Like I've watched the show, but yeah, you know, I don't think we know that there's some green goblin shenanigans. I'll just keep it at that. But he immediately says no, which I thought was really funny. Very no personality coming through whatsoever and then we flash from that to flash having getting no interest from the girl and I just love that I think it's hilarious and while this is going on George Stacy is teaching a class uh, talking about like having backup like you, everyone needs backup and while this is going on you can see MJ and Liz Liz's brother looking at MJ and then he throws away a piece of paper which is a drawing of her and you can tell there's going to be a rom- like something something brewing between them a romantic relationship perhaps and the next people up in the interview process is Kirk Connors and his wife. And they laugh hysterically at first about it. And they think about it. And they're like, that would explain a lot. Mm, mm, mm. No comment. I thought that was like weird because they're best comment, Peter, later on in the episode. So you're like, okay, you're, are you or not? Um, and because he's, you, we go right back into the, uh, the, the lab. And guess who comes strutting into the lab? Eddie Brock. Bravo Brock, of course. And he makes it everything super awkward. Peter knows, and he knows, I love that kind of tension. Um, and he gets his job back. And he asks, uh, he's basically going to go have quiet a coffee with Gwen and catch up. But Peter reminds Gwen that they're supposed to go meet up with Liz and Harry. They take off. When they go away, obviously the reporters have been, it's been tipped off, maybe by Eddie slash Venom, that Peter. Uh, Peter is Spider-Man and they're going around asking him and they get away but they have this moment where they almost kiss and they feel really terrible about it because they're supposed to go meet Harry and Liz and Harry calls. But Peter has to bail because obviously the press are on him. And he's like, tell Liz, I, I'm, I'm sorry. And you're like, are you saying sorry for missing or are you saying sorry for almost kissing Gwen? Um, so this really pisses Pete off, I must say. And he is not happy. He he, you know, this was intimidation and finesse, and he is really pissed off. So he goes and take on the aggressive, takes to fight the fight to Venom. Well, Eddie first. He picks up Eddie in his webs, but Eddie, as he's on his way up, transforms into Venom, and we get them going into a pretty solid fight here, like a great uh, fight. Fight. You really show off Venom's brutality and physicality compared to Spider Man's finesse. Uh, so. Venom is trying to take off Spider Man's mask and unmask uh, him. Uh, and he has him on the like, webbed up on the car. But he, his stupidity, he flips the car over first and that allows Spider Man the chance to break free. And uh, he, Venom makes this very stupid comment. This is something that I don't understand. And after this, we'll take our only ad break of the evening, listeners. But. He gets his mask, puts it back on, and jumps up on, on the building, the side of the building, the wall. And Venom's like, see? He, if he wasn't Peter, he would show us who he is. And I'm like, that is about the dumbest. And a reporter's like, yeah, he's right." And then all of them were like, oh, yeah, show us who you are. And I love, like, Spider-Man's like, guys, like, that is, he doesn't say it, but in his tone, I got it from his tone, that is a Dumbest sort of line of thinking I've ever seen. Like it's this is a secret identity. There's a secret. Even if I wasn't Parker, I wouldn't want you guys to know who I am. That's the reason why I wear the mask. So it was kind of stupid here. And you're like, yeah, thank you, Peter, for calling that out because that was that was terrible. So listeners, we'll take our only ad break of the evening. We're an ad-supported network. We don't pick the ads or the volume. Going to give you a quick three count to adjust your volume. And we'll be right back in three, two, one.
0: 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
2: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy! <laughs>
1: Okay, listeners. Time to keep going, getting into the nitty gritty here. Um, so, so the, this like the fight. Peter escapes. Uh, and then he's going to school, and everyone knows that everyone thinks they he's Spider-Man. And it's the same kind of scene as No Way Home when he's entering the school there. So I thought that was fantastic. Very well done. And obviously this came before No Way Home, so props to No Way Home. I know there's comic precedent as well, but I got those vibes so much from that scene. Then Flash's interview, which is hilarious because he's kind of pissed off. Like, God, Puny Parker? Why would they think him? And this gives him this stupid idea. But great for Peter, this all works out pretty well for Peter. What Flash decides to do, um, he decides to dress up as uh, Spider Man. He's like, if, like anybody can dress up as Spider Man, so he he does that. But unfortunately for him, two thugs pull up <laughs> and it's like almost hit him as he walked across the road in his Spider Man Because We know that he is injured from football, so he's on crutches, and the thugs are like, "We're finally going to get a chance to take down Spider Man. Look at him; he's injured because that Venom character got up. But just in the last minute, Spider-Man jumps in to save him in a very fun and cool scene. But no, that is immediately interrupted because Venom is on the scene and Venom wants to give him the gene cleanser. Because we get a scene just a little bit before that where Eddie Brock is working in the lab. And uh, I know Kurt Connor's wife is like, uh, just like you never never left. And while this is going on, all the like couple pieces of Venom are there making making things in a test tube bigger, and he makes the gene cleanser to take away peter's powers uh, yeah so he has him uh right where he wants him and peter gets away again and peter throws the garbage can at him which i thought was funny because he's used it to take down thugs throughout this show and that does nothing venom shrugs it and throws literally uses his webbing to throw a car at him, and we're we're really getting to see the difference in physicality between the two. Um, and right after that, Peter's they're like they're battling right next to the school, and Peter's shooting at him with his web balls. We've seen him use these multiple times throughout the show, and even Venom even asked him what the, what those are, like what they're supposed to do. And Peter's like, "They're web balls. They're supposed to hurt you." And he's like, "Right idea, wrong density." And he basically throws cannonballs at him. And one of them hits him and throws him right into the school. And like I said, like I thought before, this is probably the best fight scene we've seen to date in this uh, show. And because it's all over the place, they're fighting in the school, they're fighting, uh, like they're they're fighting on a helicopter at one point, which somehow Venom breaks off the the uh, propeller blades, and Spider Man catches it with webbing like so quickly. I was shocked at how. Uh, badass movie, but shocked at how quickly on his feet he's out there. And then it goes right back into the school lab after that. And Peter steals a baseball bat from one of the students running out and Venom's like, You think you're gonna hurt me with a bat? Like, come on, like look at the stuff you tried before. And Peter's like, Yeah, I think so. And he smacks it against the, the lockers, creating sine waves, and that drives Venom mad, but it only really pisses him off because it takes away the bat and Pete's like, Oh great. Like, only pissed him off. That's fantastic. so at this point you're like venom is pretty much just indestructible you're i I, that's the vibe i got you're indestructible venom um and he's about to give uh peter the gene cleanser in the the bathroom but as this is happening um flash is in the bathroom as well getting his stuff ready to leave because of where he changed into spider-man costume And he comes in and distracts Venom for just enough time that Peter, Spider-Man, can escape, steal the gene cleanser. And when Venom puts him up against the wall, Peter uses the gene cleanser on Venom. And the simio basically uh, dissipates from his body, like just melts off his body. And it gets away in the uh, drainage. But Eddie goes crazy. He's like, I need the power. I'm the only one. And there was a really, uh, really good line where he says, it only loves me for the hate. You know, Peter tells him, like, you can stop that. You can stop the anger. And he's like, it only loves me for the hate. I thought that was great. Uh, we see a little flash of the symbiote as well at a little point there um, showing us it will be back. Oh, yes, it will be back. And, and he's taken away like a crazy person, like I said. Flash is asked to be a donkey in the school play. He doesn't know that he's asked to be a donkey, and he agrees just to be closer to uh, the girl that he's interested in. And while all this happens, and uh, the other partner of the, the laboratory with Kurt Connors, I can't remember the evil guy, the, the evil guy, not eviler, the evil guy, pulled the cue. He notices that a gene cleanser is missing, and he's like, This is the last straw. I'm going to recommend that I be in charge of the day to day operations. And Kurt Connors just folds up, right? Because he has a lizard secret that he can, like, that can ruin his life. So we like I said, we spend Simmeote's lot alive and we get a little thing at the end here where it seems like George Stacy has put together that Peter is Spider-Man. and we get a like little music that makes us think that. So that was that episode. and I love this episode. This episode is fantastic. I think this this gets a solid 9.5 for me. This had everything and anything, and this could arguably be said as the best of this series. So we have the next episode, which is a pretty crazy but quick to the point episode. So we'll get into this 121 titled Accomplices. Uh, this is right away, we're open up to an appearance by Black Cat. And not very, really, I when I saw her, I expected her to be in the entirety of the episode. She was not listeners, she was just in this first part of the episode where she breaks into this facility ready to steal this tech and she puts on the gloves just about to open, she opens up the vault. And then uh, Hammerhead shows up, and she's like, uh, "And we look behind, and there's all kinds of villains, because there's an action for this item." And Black Cat's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to take this out of all these people, so yeah, I'm gonna peace out." I just thought she would make an appearance again at some point throughout this episode, but she does not. It's a fun little like nod we get to see her, but I would want it more. When you give me a little Black Cat, I want a lot, of black, a lot of Black Cat. I want a Black Cat episode at least, like of her being involved. Um. Yeah, so silver shape Sable shows up as the final person, uh, and you can tell that her and Hammerhead have history, and the bidding kind of gets out of control pretty quickly where they wager flat $50 million, and none of them have brought $50 million. so they have to reconvene the following day because they have to get the banks in the morning to transfer the funds. So the action will start tomorrow. Uh, conveniently pushing the action back twenty-four hours, and allowing more things to happen before the action comes to a head. Uh, so we get another George Stacy lesson at the school, and he talking about the importance of having a partner and someone having your back. And he drops a subtle hit and yet again. Then he knows he's like, you would know about that, wouldn't you, Pete? And yeah, it, it's a subtle hit that he knows who who Peter really is. And right after this, Peter is at lockers with Harry. And Harry notices that he's using this cool uh, Oscorp tech that it hasn't been out yet. And he's like, how'd you get that? And he's like, your dad. And then Peter tries to like pass out as a mentor thing. But no, Harry is sad and just leaves. And I don't think we see Harry anymore this episode. So, so very sad. The, the for previous episode, we didn't see Harry except, uh, and the only thing involving him was he called Gwen after Peter and Gwen almost kissed. And in this episode, he finds out that his dad loves Peter more, and he walks away pretty sad. <laughs> I just feel bad for Harry in this, in this show. So Peter decides to work with Foswell, who is the undercover guy uh, who basically helped take down Silvermane before Silver Sable's father. But he's not getting anywhere with JJ. J J Jonah is like, no, you won one Pulitzer. So you think this is another thing they're trying to get Silver? You, you all you think about is Silvermane on the brain. So Peter runs and is like, yeah, maybe the, maybe some pictures would help because Peter just wants just help stop crime. He's using like alter ego being Spider Man here too, and Boswell is saying like there's a war coming for these territories, and uh, the like uh, the bidding is for actually like uh, specs to make more rhinos, rhino soldiers, and yeah, that uh, that would not be a good thing getting out into the hands. And Roderick Kingsley, w- wins the bidding. And I really got to look that up because it feels like he it would be a person in the MCU or that Brad Kingsley. Oh, okay. He, 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 he. Hobgoblin. Okay, that's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Didn't know that, so that's awesome. He wins the uh, auction, and you're like, I, who? The Star-Lord Jeff. who? So, yeah. Um, a- after the bidding's over, like Foswell is like, I'm calling in the cops. And Peter's like, I'm going to go to where they're doing the drop. And because they can hear everything, Fosbo plants a bug. So they can hear, hear everything when Fosbo goes to get back in for the building. He's denied. So Peter goes off and Fosbo saying, I'm calling the cops. The cops show up and stop Kingsley from getting away. But just as that happens, Silver Sable shows up in her badass helicopter to steal the specs. And just as that happens, Hammerhead shows up to steal the specs. And this is where we get the game of one-upmanship that happens so much throughout this episode. I enjoy it, but it gets really repetitive where Hammerhead has it, S- 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 Sable has it, Spider-Man has it, and it goes back and forth. It's a big three-way fight to uh, to get this. And while this is going on, at, at, at the bidding, Doc Ock was there as well. So he didn't make any bids. And... No, and he was not involved here. Peter even makes a comment, like, thank God Doc Ock, Ock didn't come into to play. And we see Doc Ock telling Rhino, yeah, this is out there, just the FYI. So that will come back pretty darn quickly, that, that that whole scene. And we get some information here as well. We get a little bit of backstory for Hammerhead. in Him and Silver Sable used to date, and he was employed by Silvermane before he was employed by the big man, Tombstone. So, they they get the backs, and finally, Spider-Man gets the backs, and when he opens up, he realizes that it's empty. Uh, Kingsley's pulled the whole old bait-and-switch, handed them something that was empty and kept, kept what was inside, and we think he gets away, but he walks right into Rhino and his music. I've enjoyed Rhino's music this entire episode. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't want any more Rhinos. No more competition. So you're going to hand this over to me right now. And just as that happens, Sable and Silver Sable and Hammerhead show up as well. And they're fighting for the box. And Spider-Man shows up. And for a little bit, him and Rhino go at each other, kind of uh, back and forth. Rhino's like, I don't want to for this. I don't want to do this. Like, you're not the plan. And eventually, when when Rhino gets knocked down a little bit in the parking garage, Spider-Man is like, yeah, just, just checking. You want to destroy the specs as well? He's like, yeah, I don't want no competition. And Spider-Man's like, oh, I'm probably going to regret this, but team up. And Ronald's like, yeah, team up after he laughs for a bit. And they get the job done. It's very cool back and forth. Um, Ronald's really physically imposing. And he throws Spider-Man at one point like a bullet. Uh, and Ronald comes over and squashes the specs. And when he does that, he immediately is like, truce off and no right away he goes right at spider-man and that is classic rhino rhino would be just like that i would expect sandman to take a little bit more time before that would happen so um i i really had a chuckle about that so as that happened rhino goes to bring the whole uh parking garage down on himself down on him and spider-man and i love that silver sable escapes uh, hammerhead escapes and i love the spider-man makes a comment i can't believe that i i fell for the same trick that i pulled on shocker back in the first season when the first time he went up against shocker when he made the ceiling cave on him that's essentially what rhino did to spider-man here i love that spider-man acknowledges that yeah i, I underestimated you here man like, like stupid and the, it collapses, but they're both alive, and Rhino gets up angry for a second, but Gwen's uh, Greg, George Stacy is there to uh, stop him, incapacitate him, and then he looks at Spider-Man and says, never hurts to have a partner around the same lesson he was preaching it at the beginning of the, of the episode in the class. And he looks over at, he's like, that's what I tell my students along, over at Spider-Man. We get the implication yet again that he knows who... um Spider Man and that Spider Man and Peter Man Peter are one of the same I'm says Spider Man Spider Man and Peter Man Peter Man Seinfeld. Awesome. So yeah, uh, we find out that there was what they were fighting over. It was just a a fake, a duplicate that wasn't like didn't really have the have the specs in it. Uh, Norman Osborn was behind the whole thing. And he keeps the, the money for himself in offshore account and he keeps this the rhino specs because he was they created rhino in Oscorp. So that was a pretty red flag of who was selling this, how had this get out of Oscorp's hands. No one even mentioned that. So I, I love that. And that obviously sets out what I was talking about just a little earlier um in this this podcast episode about Norman Asmore, Goblin, goblin, goblin. Um yeah, so he's obviously up to no good. Before earlier, he was supposed uh, Peter was supposed to go out on a date with Liz. Obviously, he didn't make that, but Liz is being super cool about the entire thing like that. He is late and all that, and he but he can't get Gwen out of his mind. He accidentally says after Liz is cool and he leaves, he's like, Gwen is so cool. I mean, Liz, I mean, Liz. So he's clearly conflicted here, and obviously, the cherry on top. Uh, JJ uh, publishes the story after he sees the pictures that peter has as well so old foswell gets a win after quite a quite a time between his pulitzer piece and this piece and who knows maybe he wins the pulitzer out of this we don't know but pretty cool episode this episode gets a 7.5 out of 10 for me while i really enjoyed the episode and the one-ups and there were some cool scenes it doesn't when you do back-to-back with the previous episode it doesn't nearly stack up to uh, the first episode we reviewed tonight. But still a really fun episode, and I would recommend it. So, listeners, that's all for tonight. Uh, Thank you for joining me for two episodes of Spectacular Spider-Man. I love this show, and I can't wait to wrap it up because it just gets better and better. And it just makes me sad when we end, though, because it's what could have been. We should have had more. They were setting up for years of this show and, like, years to pass in some of the seasons. And we've seen young Justice. Mr. Wiseman's not afraid to. He could have. After the second season, he could have skipped the hit a year. You, you don't. I don't know. He could have skipped the hit a couple of years. I so much potential here. So yeah, thank you, listeners, and we'll be back next week.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my
2: dentist's office.